Come on, said Gav. Let's get out of here. Just a minute. Cam's voice, stronger now. Point the torch over there, in the corner. The beam illuminated a cage, built into one whole wall of the cellar. The bars were the colour of stained teeth, tied together with what looked like strips of old leather. There's something in there, said Gav, no longer hiding the fear in his voice. Cam reached the cage, extended a hand, touched it. The smell was worse in this corner. The bars themselves stank. Cam leaned in close, smelled them, like old bones in a butcher's shop. He froze. Old bones. That's exactly what they were. With a clanking, rattling of chains, the thing in the cage sprang at the bars, roaring. It grabbed Cam by the arm, the neck. Cam screamed, tried to pull away, couldn't. Suddenly, he was in the dark. Gav had left him, run back up the stairs, taking the torch with him. Cam felt the teeth bite further into his arm. He grabbed his own neck, felt fingers digging in, tried to prise them away. Felt something snap, an animal howl of pain. The grip on his arm loosened slightly. He pulled another finger back, heard another snap. Realising that he wouldn't get another chance, Cam pulled as hard as he could. His neck was freed. Then his arm, not bothering to look behind him, he ran for the stairs. As far away from the house as possible. Because, before Gav had taken the torch and run, Cam had seen what was there. A child. A feral child. In a cage of bones. Faith ran. Through the trees, into the forest. Branches and vines slapped at her, stung She saw Ben in her mind's eye, her son smiling at her. She'd left Donna to look after him, gone to work. She had thought she had been clever, standing in Newtown, her usual spot, making it look like a pickup, like work, knowing it was anything but, feeling a bit protected, thinking he'd be on CCTV somewhere. And then the drive. Faith was used to getting into men's cars. She knew the risks but he had hit the town limits and kept going. She had asked him where, and he had told her. Somewhere private. Somewhere they could talk. He had taken her somewhere private, all right. Then, nothing. Until she woke up, in that place, that horrible place. Oh, God. The bones. And in that moment she knew where he had taken her. Back there. Back home. So she had run, not even noticing she was naked, just ran, out into the forest, the open. It was daylight by that time. She had been there all night. Faith straightened up, listened. Then she heard it, the crack of dry twigs, footfalls. She couldn't stay where she was. She had to keep moving. And then other sounds in front of her, not behind her. Traffic. She was near to a road. She ran all the harder, away from him, towards the traffic. The road was in sight, the cars speeding past. She reached the curb, glanced back. He was following. She allowed herself a small smile of triumph. Didn't see the VW Passat coming round a blind corner, straight towards her. It hit her, sending her body into the windscreen, shattering it, then over the roof of the car, landing in the road behind, her pelvis shattering, twisting the lower part of her body away from the top. 
The next car, a BMW 4x4, tried to swerve and missed her torso, but wasn't as lucky with her legs. The thick tyres crushed them as the driver slammed on the brakes. Phil Brennan, Detective Inspector with Essex Police's Major Incident Squad, stared at the cage, shivering from more than just the cellar's cold. Arc lights had been hastily erected at either wall, dispelling the hammer film's gloom. The blue-suited CSI team worked in the glare of the lights. The cellar floor was strewn with flower petals. Around the walls were bunches of wilting blooms, bound together. Above them, daubed on the walls, were symbols, swirling and cabalistic. In the centre of the space was what looked like a workbench. It had been kept clean, but the wood was stained darker in places, the surface scarred and chipped with blade marks.